CLS is go for main engine, start. Go at throttle up. Negative return. Then we see a nominal Miko. Welcome to space. Hey, Jake. How's it going, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. Quite a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's been news. It's been some stuff. We, we've been leaving schedule slots open on our calendar to be like, let's just leave the window open in case there's any news that pops up and we can like kind of aggregate. And, uh, this turned out to be one of those weeks where that was a good idea to do that, I think. <laughs> so... <laughs> We need one of these check-in, like, we need we need the, uh, if things happen, escape hatch once a month that we can, you know, do this when we need yeah. to. And a lot of this news is perfect for our show because it's, like, big news, but there's no information about it. So we can just kind of <laughs> fill and... <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to hang out with you a bit today feel like i've been uh getting out of vacation for like 10 days and it's like not it's not accelerating and i don't feel good about it i feel like it's nice to catch up a little bit <laughs> well the sickness hangover really you know yeah yeah that's uh that was not helping at all i got the i got the whatever rsv cold thing flying around and you might still hear it in my voice Sorry about that but. i had that already this year as you would expect yeah. it was the one of us with the two-year-old uh, yeah, the, the the daycare vector is real. Yeah. So, so yeah. what are you cleaning out with what today? You... Oh, yeah. both ask it. Okay. okay, I'll go first. I'll go first. Uh, so I am back with. Um, I've done this one before. I don't remember if you remember this one, but this is the um, the Mayan liquor, this Ishtaban tune that they have around here. I had this cool bottle. Do you remember this bottle? Oh it's yeah, like a pyramid. Yeah. So it's like a. Kind of like a mead, but with star anise in it. So it's got that black licorice Sambuca flavor to it. And then you mix it with rum and a little lime juice, and it's mm, it's perfect. So Look at that. Lovely. I've got a golden monkey. Have I had one of these on the show before? I don't know. It's 9.5%. <laughs> a nice light 95 <laughs> Okay, it's gonna be a oh, show because this, this in is your all... house? you got you got a little connection jitter. I'm like, is Starlink getting rained on right now? I can check. It's not. It's blue skies. So all right, well, maybe is it a windy? Hurricane Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> there could be a little, could be a little bit of lag. We'll see. But no, it's looking yeah. good. It's looking good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we even start? I think I, I, my internet, despite. Like once after the Starlink part, it gets down into the ground into the real internet. And I think it just goes like straight undersea cable to Florida and up the coast to you. So maybe it is the hurricane, just like <laughs> not right here, right? Could be something else. <laughs> I, Jake, you should we start with the SLS one? Because I feel like this is a quick, a quick cat part of the show. This is the quick cat. Okay. I love it. All right. Is it the quick I love part? Your I don't know. Should we save it? <laughs> should we save it for the end? No, I, we can start with it. We don't have rules. We can just do it we want. I was, what was I doing over the weekend? First of all, I need to check a date stamp on this tweet. Yeah, this was like Ooh. Sunday. I'm having a little like, you know, not really looking at the internet day. And at some point I fired up Twitter and I saw this, this tweet that you tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, Jake definitely did like the Sharpie map joke again, because you did that the last time, too. Right. When the when it was coming up the coast. And I'm like, this is not a real uh, hard left turn that this hurricane's making, because it's this could not be more comedic. <laughs> it's true. It was real. Unreal. Uh, so I don't know what to say about this. <laughs> okay, well, I so I had I had a thought because everyone was talking about how like oh this rocket has the worst luck, just the worst. How unlucky! What are the chances that two hurricanes would hit this rocket in the same launch campaign? And I I got a little mad about it on Twitter because I'm just like this is not unlucky. Like this is this was inevitable because 
these launch campaigns are so long. This thing has been trying to launch for like, what are we at? 12 weeks now, 10 weeks, something like that. So, I mean, this thing's been on the pad for at least half of that. Course a hurricane hit it. What was everybody expecting? I don't know. No way. I was really grumpy about it. So I did a whole big Twitter thread about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I went off it. And unfortunately, the um the SLS fan club got a hold of it and they they came after me on Twitter. Yeah, I got I got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not get ratioed because it's too good of a I never get ratioed. Um, but the uh the comments that came from me. So anyway, I'm very sorry, fan club. I know you love your rocket, but it's not very good. I'm wearing an SLS shirt, though. Look at this. What you're you always merchandising. That's for sure. Yeah. That's, you're always merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, this was also a weird situation in the timing of this one. Because last one, they had ample opportunity to... I mean, they certainly waited until the last possible second, but they had many days to talk about what they should do about the impending hurricane. And it was coming from the other side of the coast. It was going to be a different situation. This came on them quicker than they really had time to react to. So even if they thought they should have rolled back, they were seemingly in a spot where they couldn't. Like, you know, they, they had to yeah, maybe set up enough at the pad that to unroll that and then roll it back is is too much work. Yeah, know. and that's... that's uh... I, uh, Eric Berger was making that point a lot. It's just like, it doesn't matter now. Like, cause we were, you know, the two days before we we're like, are they going to roll back? He's like, they can't, it's too late already. Yeah. Cause it takes so damn long to do anything with this rocket, right? Like if they want to roll back that 11 hour trip takes them like three days to get ready for. And so they would have had to make the decision like on Sunday or something to, to do that. And at that point it looked fine, you know, like it was just, it was too much. So yeah, this is, I don't know, it's a struggle, man. This thing is just, this launch campaign has just exposed every operational design engineering flaw of this rocket. And I, I'm I'm trying to figure out if it's going to matter, like if they're going to go back and we got to make changes and I don't know what that ends up looking like or if they're just like, no, this is what it is. And they just keep like this, we're just going to do this every time. This like, is how I don't know. does work, yeah. This is how Artemis works. It's like, oh, we missed we missed the fall twenty twenty four window for the uh, Artemis two launch, so we're gonna go to fall twenty twenty five now or whatever it's gonna be. You know, like it's just awful how how clunky it is. I don't know. What do you think? I also I was thinking about the potentially infamous EM one letter. Right, remember that that hot moment? This was more recently than we realized when when we were like. Oh, they might put people on EM1. It was still called EM1. This was early days of the Trump administration, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even think Bridenstine was the administrator yet, right? I don't know. That was, that was like one of the first things they did. They were like, well, can we put people on this? And... No, maybe, maybe Bridenstine was there. I can't remember now. I don't remember. I got to look that up because my point about this thing, I've been thinking about that uh, recently. And... Yeah, no, it was Lightfoot. Lightfoot sent the memo. Lightfoot did. Robert Lightfoot. Really? February eighteenth, twenty fifteenth, twenty seventeen is when this went out. <laughs> so, okay, all right. So Good my point of thinking about this was that at the time, the where we all landed on that was that like there literally was no benefit to doing that worth the risk of doing that. Right. The the risk benefit analysis was like all risk, no benefit. This is almost like the other side of of that situation where they are so dying to get this thing off the launch pad and will now openly accept risks like this or in this mm-hmm. case they were forced to but last time they were almost leaving it out on through that hurricane too like they didn't <laughs> they didn't decisively roll it back when that hurricane was coming in <laughs> so they're so much more willing to accept risks because the I feel like the the spot that they're in now, you know, we know that we had some actual dates on the solid rocket boosters that they're only certified through like the December 9th and 14th or something. Very specific dates. Yeah, but we can hand wave it away, but it is more work that they then have to go to do, right? So every like additional week they're staying on the pad and not flying, the work in front of them is going to build up quicker than they have time to knock it down. <laughs> 
because it's yeah, hitting yeah, all yeah. these life limits. So the a critical mass of constraints where where it just becomes infinite at some point, right? Yeah, and and that the acceleration of which those things are going to build up that they have to do is like you mm-hmm. can't hire enough people to do those things. So yeah. it's just interesting to see now in this other the other realm of Artemis One, right? Five years later, we're like willing to accept a lot higher risks for this mission because like what else are you going to do at this one you this thing has to fly at some point it's just getting i'm annoyed that we're still talking about it oh it's brutal it's like soaked up so much airtime like and thought time like i just yeah i agree there like they need to fly so that we can talk about anything else other than the artemis one launch campaign because it's just yeah it's gonna keep going and like i i don't know i, I don't I'm not convinced they're going to make this window anymore. Like how much time is it going to take to go and check the rocket out and make sure everything's okay? Absent of just soaking up even more risk where they just kind of like fly a drone around and go, eh, I'll be fine. Fire it up. They, yep, they, all the they checks act work. like I do when I get a rental car. I walk around. I'm like, I'll figure it out later if there's any problems with it. <laughs> <laughs> no obvious damage. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. You do a real brief just, walk around and it's dark in the parking garage and you used your cell phone flashlight and you didn't see like your one quarter panel was blown in. So you're like, whatever. I, you know, I did my most recent trip. Like I did one of those. And then like a day into the trip, I was like, I don't have a front headlight. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> that was the whole I thing. I think that one, which was the last time the Artemis tried to launch that Mustang that I rented stupid thing had a huge like gash on the side. I had no idea. I drove it all the way from Miami to Orlando. And then someone was like, yo, your car's broken. <laughs> I was like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just Artemis one, the the Jake Mustang of rockets, I guess. <laughs> my my real situation is, it, yeah, the launch. Are they making this launch window? Probably not, right? They've already bumped from the fourteenth to the sixteenth. Uh, seems unlikely that they would get that one off. So they plausibly have the nineteenth and the and Black Friday. Is that yeah where yeah. we're at? That's the two, like, that's to, to what's left. But although, the, do we hear back on whether the um, the range was going to work through the Thanksgiving weekend because that was a thing that had come up. But they were just going to close that because they didn't want to. They didn't want to close airspace while everyone was flying around to you know they're very expensive. I thought dinner. that was just like Wednesday and Thursday. Mm, okay. Yeah. Nobody flies on Black Friday. Mm. Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know the customs. Yeah. You should try <laughs> it one year. You should come up here one year for it. <laughs> I have been there for for Black Friday. It is not a not ideal, but yeah. Um, I do want to give us a quick shout out to an episode that of this podcast that we did almost exactly two years ago, November twenty fourth, twenty twenty. That was simply called December Hurricanes, and it featured Eric Berger. <laughs> um, we were talking about last December, two years December's ago. I think we were talking about last December. <sighs> right? It was in 2020. Maybe. We were talking about December 2021. Okay. Yeah. And here we yeah, are. No, because I was talking about, that was back when it was at like Mashoud and all the hurricanes were hitting Mashoud. Oh, this rocket's so unlucky. All oh. the hurricanes hit. Well, yeah. Well, it was there for four and a half years. Like it's going <laughs> to get a lot of a lot of hurricanes. Um, and so... They kept blaming the green run delays on hurricanes. Oh, yeah, all these hurricanes. And so that was that was Eric's great joke. It's like, we'll see if any December hurricanes come up. Oh, and my gosh. Again. <laughs> Yikes. I've, yeah, it has been so many Decembers and so many hurricanes that I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. So two years ago, it was getting ready for the green run. That's how long ago it was. The other thing that's really embarrassing about SLS is when they have to say the names of the launch periods that they're working with right now. And they're like... Well, launch period 37 is going to, you know, run from this date to that date. And you're like, that implies that <laughs> you missed 36 launch periods. And we're in yeah, the yeah. 20s or whatever at this point. But, like, still, yeah, they the started mid-20s doing, is embarrassing. They started doing the math on launch windows. Like, launch period one was summer of 2020. That's when it was, somewhere around there. So that was the first window where they were like, it's time to put the trajectory guys to work and, and figure out what days we can launch because we're getting close. <laughs> and that was 27 launch windows or ever ago. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, man. It's, it's yikes. It's just, it's such like in, in the space fandom world, it is so cliche to make fun of SLS, but yikes. I, yeah. 
It's so my decision man. now is um, if this slips uh, into December, so there's going to be a Rocket Lab flight out of Virginia finally. Uh, so I'm like, well, we'll see how these schedules collide because one of them's kind of more interesting to me overall in terms of future <laughs> stuff. And there's not many people that have seen an electron fly with their own eyeballs that close. It's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't even think no Peter seen Beck it. has stood that close to an electron and watched it fly. <laughs> so that's my problem, Jake. I'm looking at early December and I'm like, middle of nowhere, Virginia or East Coast, Florida? Don't know. Uh, should we talk about this planetary hot drama? We could do that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to need you to week. run me through this because I caught a couple of the headlines and there was it was content dense enough that I was like, and this may or may not be why no one has had a Miko headlines episode this week because that and I've also <laughs> been a little busy, but uh, I'm like, I've read through all this stuff and I think I get it, but I also feel like this is one of those reports that is about something specific and also things very general like the people have been waiting to say things to jpl for a long time is how it feels yeah a little bit yeah so okay so we'll we'll recap it here on friday uh the irb report the independent review board report came out for the psyche delay so if you remember psyche is that mission to an asteroid it was gonna launch in august and then they were like oh crap oh crap oh crap and they moved it to september and then they were like, oh, crap, oh, crap, we can't make it. And they delayed it a whole launch, a whole year, basically. Um, so the story at the time was that the reason it was delayed was that the this test bed software wasn't ready yet. So they bought one of those SSL 1300 satellite buses, which is like a geocom, you know, a satellite. So it's what we'd use for whatever satellite tv uh what, i don't know what you guys use those geosats <laughs> you for. don't know you what satellites me. are for i <laughs> <laughs> like cell phones or something you tell me i don't know um <laughs> uh, but it is not normally used to explore planet stuff so uh that's that's the key point here and so maxar had sent over this test bed which is like kind of like a you know, one of these satellites splayed out on a board so you can play with it and run software against it and do all that kind of stuff. And and the software that arrived was not up to speed. And so they had to like really rush and work on it and they couldn't rush fast enough. And so there we are. Software delays the thing. Uh, it's ready now, which is the, the sad part. Like they didn't need that much more time, but they missed the window. And that's how that. Uh-oh. Decided to do back. an you independent. for a second. Hold on. Your satellites aren't oh. working. One thing satellites oh, do is provide internet, and uh, yours aren't <laughs> working that well right now. But now you're back. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's these Leo ones. Should I upgrade to a geo internet? Should that what that's what I should do? Is that better? You tell me. Yes, there will just be uh, thirty seconds of dead air between each of our comments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where did where did I where did I leave? Should I? How much did you lose? Uh I don't know. You were flabbergasted about these satellite buses going to the planets. Yes. Oh, and yes. this test bed. We were talking about the test bed. Yeah, yeah. So this test bed arrives. The software is not ready. They rush and rush. They can't get it solved in time, so they miss the window. Um, so anyway, so they decide to do this independent review of this delay. And that was kind of my first indication that something was up. Um, because So they had the press conference back in whatever it was, September, August, September, somewhere around there. And I asked them, I was like, do you do an independent review every time something is delayed? Like, is this normal? Um, because in Insight, which was, you know, the last time one of these happened, uh, was delayed. I'm like, did you do an independent review of that? And all, all Lori Glaze said was, this associate administrator is really fond of independent reviews. <laughs> and just kind of let it hang and i was like okay that's interesting meaning Wait. dr z yeah meaning thomas abrukin like is partial to independent reviews i was like okay well it's that's a good way to answer the question while also not answering the questions that's good um so anyway so this review comes out friday so here we are gonna get the answers and it was like it was not a good look for jpl 
we'll just put it very, very bluntly. Uh, basically, it came down to like, yes, the test bed wasn't ready, but why didn't anybody notice? Because there was like very poor staffing at, a, at JPL on this project. Uh, they didn't have a chief engineer assigned for Psyche, like like high level management positions were missing. They're saying like you were probably 10 to 12 managers short if you right there, 10 to 12 full-time experienced leaders uh, short on there. Um, there was like the weird culture of, of not allowing problems to get like passed up the chain unless you can provide proof. And so it just, it wasn't a good look for JPL. It just I, really I kind of showed. I this little side jag into like shitting on remote work that happened in the report as well. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah, yeah, and that was especially uh, poignant given that the the guy that chaired this board was like 115 years old. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, like a, it was definitely not a thing that really felt like it was in touch there. But um, so they you know, they walked back the remote work stuff a little bit later. But I just I, it was uh, funny that it was like well, no one knew about the problems because everyone was on Zoom calls. <laughs> it's like is that why no one knew yeah. about the problems? You think you would no, have found out if, it, like, yeah, it's just a hilarious, like, I understand the the impulse to say that, that, like, oh, I don't visibly, it's the butts and seats thing, right? Like, I, I don't visibly see that you're struggling at this project, so therefore I cannot ask you questions about the project, where yeah. that, that, to me, is just, like, you are saying that um, I don't want to put effort into finding out how your thing is going. I'd rather that information just happened to me. Like, I, I don't want to do work to find out how you're doing. I just want to be able to, like, yeah. feel the air and be like, oh, it looks like it's going well. Yeah. I don't want to be a proactive manager. I want to be a reactive yeah. manager. I want the news to come to me. <laughs> I don't want to do any work. I want problems to queue up in my inbox and I will solve them. I don't want to have to go looking for problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little, little rough on that, but. Anyway, so this stuff comes out and it's like JPL is really understaffed and they were they were ex explicit and it's like it wasn't a psyche problem. Psyche is just the first place that these problems manifested. Uh, Clippers at risk, Mars sample returns at risk, NISAR is at risk. All these different things that JPL is working on are at risk because of these staffing problems. And so NASA made a very tough call, very, very hard decision to... Uh, hit a pressure valve and they delayed the Veritas mission by three years to say all these people are going to now stand down and go work on the other missions so that none of them are at risk. And we're going to put basically a sacrificial lamb like this one project's going to suffer all of the delays that are kind of piling up on every other project, right? Which really sucks for the Veritas team. Like I got, I got big sympathy for that team because they were all excited about Venus getting selected and they were stood up and they were firing all their cylinders and yeah, boom, three years out of their sales. So, and then they anyway. have to go work on psyche too. Like <laughs> that's, what's also funny. They get like grounded and punished, like <laughs> go help them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was especially tense because this was Friday that the IRB report dropped. And so they delay Veritas on Friday. Monday is the start of the annual meeting of the Venus Exploration Analysis Group. So all of the Venus community was like already on a plane ready to go to a giant meeting to talk about how exciting it was about Veritas coming and everything. And then this hits like three days before, just literally over a weekend. And uh, so the open question period of XAG was, uh, was spicy. <laughs> it was definitely, everyone had all of their feelings ready to go uh, for what was happening there. And it's like, you know, why is, why is Veritas the one that has to suffer all this and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, so it was an interesting meeting. And I, I will give credit to Lori Glaze for going to that meeting. She went in person to the VEXEG meeting and stood in front of everybody and took all the bullets. And uh, I don't know, I, I, felt, I felt bad for her, but also like, kind of kind of proud of her she did a pretty good job of that so <laughs> yeah that's tough that's a really rough role it's, to you know and it's especially tough for Lori because she is a venus scientist before she was a bureaucrat so like she probably just laid off all of her friends you know in a, yeah. in a sense which is like not not ideal but they are thankfully they're gonna try and keep up the um they're gonna try and keep funding for the science team to like still do their preliminary work and their, you know, their, their baselining before the, uh, the mission. So at least some of the science communities can be able to keep working through, 
through the three-year period. But anyway, and then it, it got worse though, because in the VEXAG meeting, so Friday, the story was Veritas was delayed three years. And Monday, the story was Veritas is delayed at least three years. And if the funding comes through, we'll reinstate it. If So it's, it's much more of a kind of like a temporary cancellation yeah. <laughs> rather than a suspension. And so, yeah, there's still a possibility that, you know, two, three years from now when they're looking at the money again, if, if it's not good enough, they're going to just not, not fire it up again. And that would really suck. So it was more, more bad news for them. Okay. So I want to like understand, you don't know how satellites work and I don't think I know how the science directorate works in many respects. So, uh, which is why we're friends and we do this show together. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, all right. So the report says like JPL, here's a list of grievances. Your Christmas party sound like it was banging in 2021 and everyone talked about the project for the first time ever at the Christmas party. And you maybe were super drunk, so you don't remember it and whatever. It got into like some real low level workplace details on this report, which I find <laughs> hilarious that like the Christmas party is mentioned. Um, number two, I'm wondering what they're planning for this year's Christmas party based on that. Um, also interesting that it says Christmas party in, in 2022. A whole nother conversation. Uh, so this report gets delivered. And like, who, who is the recipient of this? So this is a to report. Dr. Z to, was the guy getting this letter? It's to NASA. So it's NASA stands up the report by an independent community to deliver a report to them to tell them what was wrong with the project, right? And then from there, they get to decide what they want JPL to do with these missions? Yeah, they respond. That's their job to respond to it, right? So they they agreed with a lot of the assessments and said they're they're putting some things in place. Some of the stuff has already been resolved. Like, like he has a chief engineer now. Uh, they moved, um, I know they moved Matt Wallace to uh, like a project manager position on Psyche. Matt Wallace is pretty big, big name. He was the project manager for Perseverance. Uh, and I think he did like Atlo for Opportunity and Spirit. So he's been there for a, a long time and, and um, you know, did the did a lot of pretty heavy work. So he should be a, a good guy to kind of get that going. Um, but uh, yeah, so then they have to go and kind of take all these different recommendations and do stuff with them. And so. Well, that's and this now, is what I want to drill into. Like, how does it. Basically, they anything within the directorate was up to their disposal, right? They could have said, like, you know, we're going to go cancel this other thing. And, like, I, I guess I'm wondering if they are, like, disciplining JPL, right? But they could have, if, if Veritas was going fine, they could have been like, we're going to put Dragonfly on hold for three years. They could have put, you know, something else on hold for three years. Like, they could have, they had bandwidth in their disposal to say like which things should shift and then they but they decided like it's the jpl I mean, I, this is like the smart decision i'm just trying to work through the the process here but like mm -hmm. they decided the next jpl thing down the line should be the one that that gets canned for three years so that we can like they That's can fix their yeah. shit which jpl project that is currently active is the farthest away that's i think that's probably what the that logic the ended up being yeah, because Dragonfly is APL, I think, right? So that wouldn't have really yeah, yeah. helped JPL. But no, that's what I'm saying, so. is that like the report though wasn't about it wasn't about JPL, right? It was about Psyche, but the report team found out a bunch of stuff that made it about JPL. So the response yeah, yeah. action like I I'm just wondering because if you're on the Veritas team, I get it. Like if those are distinct teams and distinct sets of individuals and like the report does not include the word Veritas. So this report does not say that the stuff going on that made Psyche late is also going on with the Veritas team. That was something that NASA added on top of this as another layer. And mm -hmm. so yeah. I'm, I'm just curious how like, how do you feel about that sort of like you're all grounded for a little while? Well, you know, it was just your one friend who did something. It's like, no, you're all getting disciplined. Yeah, it's, it's hard. And like, it's not fair to Veritas. Like the, there's, there's not a, there isn't a redeeming justice to it in any sense. And that like, 
their the team, especially because like Veritas as a as a project is bigger than JPL. They just outsource the spacecraft creation part of it to JPL, right? And so the people on the science team and the people leading the mission are not they're not involved with JPL. They were just yeah. they were doing fine, but the spacecraft was not going to get built. Uh, well, actually, I mean, it may have been fine, but they they couldn't risk the the two flagships that are happening at JPL right now, and you know because that would have been infinitely worse if clipper or sample return had a had a big delay right um but i guess so. that's so the, and and so the the decision that like something has to get delayed is because they have fully figured out the cost of getting from from here to next year for psyche i think it's more that like psyche's basically done like it's ready to go right and so if if you're looking at jpl's workforce and you're saying like, okay, where's the risk right now? Because JPL is understaffed, the risk was sitting on Europa Clipper, our sample return, a little bit of NISAR and Veritas and whatever other, uh, maybe some simplex mission. I don't know if the Lunar Trailblazer was on there, but some other smaller ones, but that's kind of where all, all the risk was spread across those projects because JPL as an institution was understaffed and, and kind of has, has more work than it can do right now. And so you have to decide like where, how can we shift resources around to fix that? And if there aren't enough resources, that something has to get cut. So then you have to decide like, okay, do I delay Europa Clipper, which is like brutal because it's a really yeah. expensive project. I, I think know, I'm struggling with the fact that like, shouldn't this have been to some extent JPL's call themselves? And maybe it was, and that's like, I I'm sure it was done in partnership. I'm sure it was yeah, it's yeah. not a, yeah. And, you know, and cause JPL has a new director, remember? So this is right. also a new thing that's happening. Um, JPL's new director came in and I want to say May and basically she'd been there for 10 minutes and they're like, yeah, psyche's not working. And then that's like the first thing she had to, you know, put out kind of like a, a fire to put out. So uh, I imagine they have been working with JPL to figure out like, what can we do that's not, catastrophic and i know nasa's imp like implanting people in on the project too they're putting staff into the building uh from nasa because remember jpl is not a nasa facility right um and so, so that is happening but and then they're outsourcing a lot of work like i think they're they're hiring contractors to to do certain things but there just it wasn't enough and something had to give and i think i don't i don't know like whether it was jpl's idea and nasa approved it or nasa dictated it and jpl had to agree i'm not sure right but it's i'm just sure they were to consider all... that if like jpl had another option right if they were like oh no uh, you know jared isaacman wanted to also fund this other thing so we've got this new in you know new stream of money to support the changes that we need to make with, from this report mm -hmm. you know like, I guess I'm wondering yeah. if that would have been an option. That's an interesting question. And I think maybe. However, uh, NASA also has its own problems with costing in the planetary science department right now. So uh, despite planetary having like the best budget it's ever had right now, <laughs> um, they've they've taken on a lot of projects. They're, they're booking missions and all the COVID supply chain stuff is now piling up. And uh, there's like all the long lead items for, for projects that are way down the line, they're having to order early because of supply chain delays. And so all of those costs from future years are piling onto right now. And so like they're, they're kind of out of money. So this might've been the situation where it helps JPL to cancel Veritas and helps NASA to cancel Veritas. I, I'm kind of guessing there, but it might've been a, this is good for both of us. So mm -hmm. let's, let's go. As much as it's bad for everyone, it's also the best thing for, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then remind me this other Venus mission, Da Vinci, right? Yeah, Da Vinci's continuing because um, it was, uh, you know, the later one anyway. I think it was launching in 2031 already. Up, yeah. So, so it, was, it was pretty far out there. Uh, but... One of the considerations, one of the fallout from this is that because Europe has a mission as well Envision, so there was the three Venus mm -hmm. missions that were all going together, and originally Envision was going to come after Veritas. So all of the European partners to Veritas, and there are a few, I think, a couple instruments and things like that, and science team members and stuff. 
now all of those people that were planning on working on Veritas and then moving over to Envision over in Europe, all smashed together. It's all happening concurrently. And so they need to make decisions or split their time or whatever. So, and, you know, Europe is not a part of this decision making process. This is a NASA call. And so they have to <laughs> once again, all out. yeah, and then our, then our European, uh, Exo Venus is the new them. name for this mission. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to see it's who tough, was man. in charge of Da Vinci. Where was this one? Who was doing this one? Ah, da Vinci PI. Oh, you're quizzing me. Um, Welcome to off nominal Google stuff, <laughs> where nominal. Jake and I don't say anything and we Google stuff for one minute. <laughs> I remember who. Uh, oh, it's Jim Garvin. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, that NASA was a little Goddard. easier. Yeah, because it's at a different center and and it's, you know, it's got a little probe that goes in and then it's kind of done. So yeah. uh, they're, they're on their way. That doesn't have a long operations phase to also consider. No, no. And, and the spacecraft doesn't have to be tested to last for a long time either. Right? So. so what does this yeah, do for easy. the planetary program? in that time period, right? Where it does it mean that JPL is just not going to be able to support whatever missions are coming up in the near future that they're, that that would be up for bids or would NASA basically have to shelf a mission because shelve. I don't know what the verb of that is. <laughs> shelve, I guess. Um, Cause that money just got shifted to three years later and why three years? Yeah. I think launch windows, if I recall. Uh, it's always the launch windows. <laughs> yeah. It's Venus, though. It's right there. Yeah, but there's seasonality stuff that they got to think about yeah. and whatever. But, uh, yeah, so it's a great question because um, New Frontiers 5 announcement is going to come out. Well, the draft is supposed to be out this month. Um, and so if any of those proposals are JPL run proposals, that's something they have to think about. Um, I, I suppose they could, you know, if JPL can mitigate quickly, if they can hire up and fill these things and then prove to NASA that they're ready to take on another mission, it might be fine. But I don't know how long that takes. Hiring is not always the easiest thing to do, especially when they're um, big time engineer people. So, yeah, it's it's tough. It's a uh, it's an interesting one. You know, and it's <laughs> there's a timeline question here, too. So this is this is my big outstanding question, because. You know, this this makes it sound like JPL accepted the job and then started working on it and then things changed and they weren't staffed up and then NASA had to make a tough decision. But Veritas was only selected in June of last year. So June 2021, right? That's when at that point where we can be sure that NASA was like, we believe JPL can do this, right? Because <laughs> they selected the mission. Yeah. The psyche problems manifested as early as like fall of that year, like November, maybe December, sometime in there that at that point, Psyche was on like under the gun in trouble. That well, was the Christmas party. So that's when everything <laughs> came out. Been. It was, it was at the Christmas party. Yeah. Um, so you have to ask yourself, like, did things degrade that quickly? Like in June, everything was fine. And then something yeah. happened and all of a sudden JPL's in trouble by December or did JPL, misrepresent how ready they were to take it in june or did they not misrepresent but nasa failed to notice mm -hmm. like there's there's a lot of different permutations of yeah. what happened here and i don't know which is true and that's but the one all I gotta... i'm saying is a fourth of july barbecue would have gone a long way to solve this like we could have got <laughs> yeah. a couple of months at start <laughs> <laughs> outside it was fine like it was only 2021 outside was fine we already knew it at that point just cook some burgers is all i'm saying jpl you know yes yes that's my independent nothing review of this situation nothing that a good old american hot dog can't yeah solve. fire up oh, a yes. smoker get a, a, a you know a coleman full of beers and we would have known about this right after we awarded veritas <laughs> all right so now that this is happening is this APL's chance to rule the world? Well, hey, they got they got Bobby Braun now, so they're uh, they're they're yeah, clipping he noped real right good. out of JPL, and he's like, "Whoop, nope, not the one, nope. wrong PL." <laughs> wrong PL. 
wrong wrong lab um yeah i mean hey there that's always been a rivalry that is uh it's been you know one by by one side and not so much the other um now, APL's you, yeah, not in the you know, movies i want apl in the movies in five years like that's my vision for <laughs> apl bobby braun give me a call this is our plan <laughs> i mean if they nail dragonfly then uh maybe yeah. right they gotta prove that they can do the work i guess is the is the question but we know you're yeah. biased we know long-standing bias against <laughs> dragonfly i'm not actually biased i just like where the missions are that's all I mean. let's go let's go let's go explore man. dragonfly was great <laughs> love it um i have, a, I have about it. <laughs> <laughs> um i have an interesting note here sure for a couple years every other show was about space policy on this podcast and we just had a midterm election and no one's <laughs> talking about space policy which is interesting in how settled things currently are and i would like to ruminate on that for a minute it's funny because i was like but maybe a couple hours ago i was like should we talk about the election like is there anything i wonder if anthony knows if any of the key people have changed maybe i'll ask him like what's what's up with the midterm like what do we know so far <laughs> But there's not like <laughs> so, a lot out. There's not really a lot that's up for discussion at the moment. Like nothing in the last couple of elections. There were mm -hmm. huge moments where there were like brand new. Uh, part of this is that Bill Nelson is just doing his thing. Right. And it's like. Also continuing on what the Trump administration was doing with space, like the the continuity of space policy, I think, makes this less of an issue, whereas the last yeah. several times that's not been the case but mm -hmm. even even the last election cycle once we knew that the biden administration was like down for current iteration of space force down for artemis keeping the branding like there was very little yeah the, the biggest thing was probably the the lunar lander the second lunar lander thing and yeah given where that's at i don't even know that this current I mean, it could, I guess if, if, if it does, obviously we're not going to know the makeup of Congress for like a month because of runoffs, insert rank choice voting rant here, I guess, because that would just be more efficient. We would have done that part already, <laughs> but like, we're not really going to know how divided things are or if it's, you know, single party rule or double, like, I don't know, but there's just not a lot going on. That's, that's like a variable element of space policy right now, which I find interesting. That is interesting. Because Shelby's out, it, but his like second in command one. And and who's the other guy? Is, that, is it Mo Brooks is gone or no? Is that is, is he, Mo out of there? Gotta look him I up. Thought I that maybe he was going, but yeah, no, it's interesting because it, it it is very stable. You're right. There's not like a bunch of because for a while we had a whole bunch of like drama about well, of course SLS, but landers and crew and even jwst was like a spicy one for a while and yeah there's lots of lots of big big ticket stuff up for grabs right yeah. but not much right now All right, so then Mo Brooks, Mo Brooks ran for shelby's seat but i forgot lost in the primary right so, but the uh katie Britt is who won that seat and she was chief of staff for shelby from 2016 to 2018 and oh this is, here we go this will get everyone hot and bothered after <laughs> that after 2018 she was the president and ceo of the business council of alabama from 2018 to 2021 so take right. a guess what she thinks about sls <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so let me ask you this then if things are stable right now from a space policy or even implementation of space policy perspective, so include all of Congress and stuff with that, what is the next big element going to be? Where is the next battlefield? Is it going to be like, is it going to come from China stuff? Is it going to come from, I, I don't know, like, is it going to be SLS stuff? Is it going to be, you tell me, Russia is probably a big yeah, one. Yeah, ISS about. is the leading indicator of that. Like ISS. So I was I was out at a dive bar in Philly last night with a an anomaly, who I will not name, uh, and we got into several different rants 
And a rant that I got on probably too loud at this dive bar in Philly, uh, <laughs> where <laughs> no one was interested in hearing this. People were playing pool. We had to keep standing up because they were trying to like do pool shots and we were in their way and we're arguing about space policy. So this is kind of funny. Um, I think if if Jim Bridenstine, this is like the what what if Steve Jobs was still alive kind of thing. <laughs> if Jim Bridenstine was the head of NASA, I don't think he would have passed up the opportunity to get a billion dollars for commercial Leo development. And Bill Nelson seems totally fine with letting that one pass on by because like of all the existential things in space, like that is the one that NASA should be concerned about the most is that Russia, like, do you think that Russia is going to, this is the last stupid thing that Russia is going to do between now and 2030. (laughs) I have a hard time believing like this is it. (laughs) So looking at that future you should be prepared for something else you know happening and instigating another round of like should we close the hatch and and push the russian segment you know in, out of orbit so i think that is an obvious one that is a reckoning that's coming whether we like it or not because the iss is failing we're gonna have to figure that out cld the commercial leo providers like there's photos of Axiom's pressure vessel elements being made, but that's still years away from that, right? They don't have a power situation. Like, there's how far is Orbital Reef? How far is, I don't even remember, the Star Lab? How far is the unnamed Northrop Grumman thing? That's a reckoning. China, I feel like, is going to get boring for a little bit because they just did their space station. We can stop talking about how they're building their space station, and now they're going to get stuck at their space station for longer than they think. <laughs> You're still on that. <laughs> you know my bias, yeah. <laughs> now they're stuck in Leo forever, yeah. just like we were. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Just don't, you know. Again, if, if any, if Russia wants to go launch out of Chinese spaceports because they can't launch out of their out of Baikonur because it's too high of inclination, go ahead and attach something to the Chinese space station and bring them down with you while you're at it. Yeah. So I feel like that's going to cool off a little bit, and then on the Artemis side. It's still unclear to me, you know, the Casey Dreyer perspective of like, like, it doesn't matter. You know, it's kind of the program of record. It's got a lot of broad support. I think the only Mm -hmm. the only risk is the timing of this gap between Artemis one and two. It's going to be a three year gap, right? Two and a half, three years at best. Um, Yeah. The later Artemis one slips, that gap is getting more awkward by the month. So. You know, between if it launches in November, December, the next one's in November, December of 2025. Right. Like how many there's going to be 18,000 Falcon nines that launch between then and now. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because so I, I kind of agree with you on the on that delay being really awkward and it's just going to get more awkward. But at the same time, like that three year delay or whatever is the the delay of record if you will like it is on the books right now it's what everyone expects and it's what the funding is set up to handle like so the support is already there for the 3 year delay so i almost wonder if it's better for the program to not have to bumble through a launch campaign for a while like they can just go back to what they're used to of setting up a webcam in Mishu to be like, look at this friction stir weld. It's amazing. And then, and that's the, that's the program again, you know, like we're just, we can go back to celebrating the 17th anniversary of, of Orion arriving at KSC for the first time. And, and, you know, just be happy with that. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I think it's not going to be a surprise to anyone, right? Like that's the thing with yeah. it. It's not, and it's not going to was Congress, right? <laughs> Like, they're going to notice when New Glenn launches and ask questions, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, where's my Artemis 2? I thought this was, like, no, no one... No one the other like, aspect is every time a Starship launches, like, whoever's running NASA can tweet, there goes our moon lander again. Like, they can see that every time, you know? This program is strong. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's true, it's yeah. true. So... They almost, and, they almost, here was the, the deal for NASA was almost like pay $3 billion to never hear what about Starship again. <laughs> it's like kind of the, the idea. Well, and, and like they, they paid three, three billion bucks for it. They can take all the credit they want. Good for right. them. I'm right. glad. 
nailed it. You invested your money in the right spot. Like, good for you. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, so I don't know if that's an, if that's one that matters. Yeah. Uh, what here's a here's a little teaser for you, a brain teaser. Um, I feel like there's a some sort of chart I could make for this, which was like the chart of likelihood of any given party bailing out of the ISS, right? And early on, it seemed like Russia was going to get kicked off the ISS and then potentially bail off the ISS, and they still keep saying that. But the longer they go, the more likely it is that we're going to want to kick them off the ISS or detach our side. <laughs> like, for a while, I was like, let's buy... You know, this was three years ago, I said. There's no price too high to pay Russia to get them out of the ISS. Like, I wanted to wholly purchase... We already own Zarya. Just buy Zvezda. Like, come on. Couple billion. Just cash out and take our space station. Now I'm like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Let's sell our space station to them. Let's do it. Let's go. I'm in the I'm in the space station selling market. You know, sell the space station for like a billion dollars. Take that money and do commercial Leo with it. That's my plan. Dude, the the rubles are worthless now, though, so they're not <laughs> going to be able. The inflation they 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 would have had to make that purchase in 2018 like or February 2011, 1st, 2022. Yeah. yeah. Week before the Crimea invasion in 2014 would have yeah. been a much. That probably would have been the decision. moment. <laughs> yeah, to uh, to not <laughs> to spend a bunch of rubles on a space station. But you're saying sell to Axiom? No, man, sell it to the Russians. Here's your because the Russians aren't going to want to leave the space station at a certain point because it's the only thing they have, right? They already don't want to. They just, just were talking about space. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So just realize that and 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 take some money from the russians like sure let's do it you know they'll use it as propaganda and whatever they use everything for propaganda let's just keep going on with our life and get cooler new space stations yeah it's true i like it yeah that's my theory good day that's my theory so i dig it there it is (laughs) (laughs) we got a couple drinks at this dive bar these are the conversations we got into (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dive bars. Been yeah. a while. Been a while. It's like one of those hip dive bars, though. You know. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's called Good Dog. It's great. I think Guy Fieri's done a show there before. It's a great spot. Oh. Good burgers. Great drinks. Third floor is a pool table. It's good. Yeah. Love anyway, it. what else are we doing in in our life here, Jake? Uh, so next week we got a fun show lined up. Um, we are going to be hanging out with Matt Kaplan, who is the, uh, host for now for a little bit longer of the planetary radio show at planetary society, which is celebrating its 20th anniversary, uh, this month. So 20 years of planetary radio and Matt's retiring. And so, um, you know, he has been sort of a mainstay in planetary podcasting, He's, he's the pillar of planetary podcasting, a uh, big inspiration for me. Uh, you know, I listened to him for a long time and he, uh, uh, I learned a lot from him on how to do my shows myself. And so uh, I'm very excited to hang out with him for a little bit and talk about his career and what it's been like covering space for that long. So yeah, it's going to be a good show. I'm, I'm Especially because we talked to everyone else at the Planetary Society and became close friends with them all before we even reached out to Matt about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been a long time coming we are like infiltrating the planetary society and yeah. there's a couple couple faces left that we have not yeah like uh, i would i would watch since... any of their dogs if they needed it at this point right? like we're that close <laughs> of friends and, and yet we've never talked to matt <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been it's been uh it's been a long time coming for sure yeah. so yeah i'm just for that it's gonna be good yeah uh we got anything else you got no, anything you talk coming about your Juno yeah. thing? No, I don't know I what I'm going to ju- talk about. I don't know what I'm going to talk about, Jake. Been a bit of funk. I'm in a bit of a funk, too. I, I had an episode coming, and then I got sick, and I had to cancel it. And uh, the schedules just don't line up again for like a yeah. very long time. So I don't know where that one's going to go. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, yeah, I'm going to figure it out. I want to do... Here, I'll tease this. I want to get... Uh, it's a, It's time to talk about Insight. So... Um, what does yeah, that mean? It's, it's time. It's time to get ready for the, the, the end of that. Yeah, it's, it's the moment. 
So I'm uh, those motions are or those those plans are in motion to uh, do the final insight episode. Did you I watch guess. the Prime Video thing, the opportunity thing? I haven't yet. No, because I've been just sick and busy and catching up. So it's it's queued up for sure. I will be I'll be watching that. I only recently found out about it. I feel like everyone started talking about it all at the same day. And did we know about this in advance? Because I feel like I should have been aware of this. Yeah, we knew about it. We did? I didn't. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> uh, what's the gist? Hey, man. I so I, I, it's a documentary on the, the people who ran the missions and stuff. And so it's supposed to go over a whole bunch of different things. I think both rovers and my understanding is that it's a focus on the team. So the humans rather than the spacecraft, which is, uh, which is always good. So I guess I'll have, I have some homework to do because I did not know about this until this moment in time. So, <laughs> uh, let's do the last two minutes. Um, let's do a couple of, of wagers here. Okay. Ooh. Okay. All right. Uh, Give me a ranking of which of these happen in what order. I don't know why I said it. I phrased that so badly. Order these space events. Artemis <laughs> 1, Rocket Lab out of Virginia, Starship launches off of a launch mount. Uh, let's do Rocket Lab, SLS Starship. Exactly where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Rocket Lab looks like it's I, I did I see like December 7th right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So So you're thinking that bef- that Rocket Lab will launch and SLS people will have to be doing some paperwork about the solid rocket booster uh lifetime. going to have to do some paperwork. They're not going to make November, I don't think now. And so it skips at best it's December, whatever that window is, but that's a brutal window. So we'll see how that goes. So Rocket Lab flies early December. SLS is December at best. Starship is still starshipping along. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how close they are. Everyone keeps saying they're they're ready for this year, and I'm just still not feeling it. So no. Uh, number one, the later that uh, SLS goes, the more I just want that Eric Berger shit post to be right. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, right. I really do. <laughs> I'm going to review that tweet so freaking hard on January 1st. It's going to be like to smash that. But I think I was also like suspect about this tweet in here. Like, I think I was trolling him (laughs) and suspect about it. (laughs) Because I asked if he was drinking. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look at that tweet. So I'm just wrong in in public also. Like, I'm not I'm not, you know, weird about that. I just I now I want him to be right. The second, yeah. here's my second uh, thing to, to French goodbye on. I, I My theory for the last, we haven't talked about the whole Twitter thing because it's not going to be interesting to talk about. My, my only thing that I will mention about Twitter is that I think if Boca Chica was going well, Elon would not have bought Twitter. Is like my single theory about it all. I, it is a leading indicator to me that Boca Chica was not going well He's- for a couple of weeks or months there. Yeah, he had time to, <laughs> to do that. So... <laughs> I don't know. Everyone I've talked to in and around Boca Chica has went like whisper quiet for the past several weeks or months. And I find that interesting as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I think they're, they're, they're dealing with something. I don't know what it is. Um, but like, you know, SpaceX likes to move quickly. So if they're not, there's a reason. Yeah. That's really what it is. Well, someone on Twitter recently reminded me of my theory that I think I spitballed on this show that Jared Isaacman would be a good person to run SpaceX. And I just, I would, I would, here's a, a little off nominal challenge for everyone. Was that your theory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was postulating that, that he was being groomed as a successor. Someone told me it was my theory and the podcast Fugue State. I was like, yeah, I'll buy that. That sounds like a thing I would have said some <laughs> months ago. <laughs> oh no no that's me that's me for sure i'll let you take credit for that one off nominal challenge (laughs) everyone that's listening to this go out and find me the most recent quote attributed to gwen shotwell that you can find that is what i will yeah 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 that's it love it i love this theory this is a good one let's go look what's the most recent quote it's not great it's not a good one that's all 
That's all I'm saying. Report. Tweet at Where us. Where do we report? Yeah, at Offnom. But do it. Make at it funny. Nom. Make it a funny tweet. <laughs> and we only accept responses from verified accounts. <laughs> but, <laughs> although we are not ourselves verified. So. No, no, we're not. <laughs> oh, man. What a time. All right. All right, everybody. What a time. Uh, Thanks, everybody. See you next week, I guess. It'll be a fun one. Bye, everybody. Mm. Bye. One, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. End of test.